Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. It's the Rumble Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Dolph Shames, Jose Calderon, Mitch Kupchak, Joey Devine, Wally Zerbiak, Joel Sarko Kabarkapa Sean Keen Quentin Richardson Walt Bellamy Musical Guest Gang of Four And you're now the host of Romo Rock Dave Schilling! Oh boy. Gang of four. Gang of four. I was most excited when we had the Buggles. <laughs> Just the way that you said, the Buggles! No, he didn't say it. Oh yeah, sorry. Don't part of it. The ghost of Buggles. Don't loves the Buggles. <laughs> the Buggles! Uh, welcome back, guys. We are recording this. Whatever the time frame is, I'm going to New York Whip those nicks into shape. Yeah, no, I'm me and uh, Willie Hernan Gomez and one of our It's going to be a lot of fun. But, uh, so we're recording this ahead of time, which means that if there's any NBA news, you're not going to get we missed that it. from here. <laughs> not that we have been, like, the most up on We're like Wodge. Yeah, we're, we're exactly <laughs> like that. We're breaking news here um, two weeks late. But... I thought a fun thing we could do today 
would be to guess mm-hmm. what the news so is going to be. So training camp will just be starting. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I think, first of all, uh, that Joel Embiid is going to get hurt. Oh, oh no! I know. I'm sorry. I, he's he's already been limited in practice. Mm-hmm. He's already saying strange things in press conferences. How do you There's, think he's going to get hurt? I think it's going to be non-contact. I I think it. Will I be. think it's going to be carousel related. I was <laughs> going to say <laughs> carousel. Some sort of carnival game. <laughs> I was going to say dance dance revolution. <laughs> uh, but I think it's I think it's a pretty good bet. Sean, what's your guess for the news this week? Well, I think that it's going to be actually uh, Mr. Mr. Vucevic Mm -hmm. for the Magic. I believe he is going to lose not one, but two pet ferrets at a team facility. Okay. Much like Kevin Seraphim and his snake. Snakey. Snakey Snakey the snake. snake. So there's going to be ferrets loose in the practice facility? Ferrets loose in the practice facility. That's got to equal one or two other injuries. Frank Vogel's not going to like that. No. 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 (laughs) Do you think he's a humorless man? Yes. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he uses condiments, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) It's like ketchup's ketchup's good enough for me. It should be good enough for the rest of this team. (laughs) (laughs) He says ketchup. Uh, I think Dwight Howard is fat. Whoa. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Look, Didn't look. you see him already? Oh, he hasn't reported to camp yet? I don't know. I'm just saying, I think. Was he a media day? I I don't know if the Hawks had their media day oh, okay. yet. Um, I think Dwight Howard's going to be fat. I've been hoping for this all off season. <laughs> <laughs> I really I've been sending want him fat hostess cakes. I think mail. he's going to be out of shape. Well,. Weren't we talking about that story where like he he uh, had to go to the hospital on a plane back from China? <laughs> what, 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 why? I, that I still don't understand what he did in China that made him <laughs> so sick. Um, yeah, you can't bet on that guy to be prepared. I think he's fat. Oh, that's sad. I think there's going to be... <laughs> you're the one who's like Embiid injured, and now you're like, Dwight Howard fat, that's sad. I'm just saying it's sad that he's had to suffer so much in his career. Joel Embiid is so cheerful. If he gets hurt again, you know what? He'll be just fine. He'll probably end up sponsoring some esports team or something. He'll be okay. That's actually a great prediction, by the way. He and Andrew (laughs) Bynum co-owning an esports team. It's a good investment. I also think that there will have been at least two different stories from the Chicago Bulls training camp reassuring everybody that this is Jimmy Butler's team. Oh, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> and you won't know why anyone was questioning that it was Jimmy Butler's team, but it's going to be a lot of strong public statements about how Jimmy Butler's their guy. Oh, also, I think Derek Rose is going to say something very insensitive. I could say that. I yeah, say that. that seems like a lock. That's my lock of the week. Uh, <laughs> what? Which team do you think is the most likely to have a training camp DUI? You don't even have to name a player. Oh, dear Lord. The Sacramento Kings. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> that's well, yeah, because there's nothing DUI to country. do in Sacramento, yeah. Somebody just rolls out to Davis and just starts bar crawling. I yeah, think it might be good. in the town of Dixon, actually. Mm-hmm. Just okay. with my Sacramento knowledge, I think that's a it's a trouble, trouble spot. You know where there's not they'll have a good time in Dixon. Just you know, you pay yeah. for it. You know, there there won't be any DUIs in Utah because they don't sell alcohol after like what three. We're going to talk about that. Afternoon. We're going to talk about that's part know, of that one of like my a, questions. That's like a fun segue. <laughs> um, any other fake news that we need to get through? 
I think Adam Silver taking a strong stand against wheelie shoes mm-hmm. because I I also think that might be the source of a Joel Embiid injury uh-huh. as well. <laughs> oh, oh, here's one. Uh, I believe that there will be at least one white NBA player that will do some sort of protest related to police brutality. Spencer oh. Hawes. <laughs> that will. <laughs> Spencer Hawes might actually get on a stool so he can stand taller, taller. for yeah. the national yeah. anthem. But I think I think um, who do you think is the most likely white player to do it? Birdman, baby, Birdman. Yeah, that's not bad. Birdman might just lose consciousness. And that actually, do you think if you were on the Cavs and Birdman's like, I'm gonna kneel during the anthem for a protest, you'd be like, that's actually hurting the cause. <laughs> Associating Birdman with Black Lives Matter. I think. Yeah. I think oh, I know we haven't talked about this. Yet, but I think we're going to see lots of entire teams making stands. I think so too, and especially that. because the NBA has been so supportive and enthusiastic about players expressing themselves. Yeah. unlike the NFL, which has been you know tolerating this and gritting their teeth the entire. Yeah, I mean, luckily, so, this... but really, yeah, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, no, go ahead. I was just saying it has to be a white American player, really, because I could see Dirk doing it. I yeah. couldn't really see Kevin Love doing it because he has nope. so many endorsements. And yeah, so that it, muscle milk money is really paying. Chocolate milk. All, it's not muscle milk. Oh, it's right. chocolate milk. <laughs> it's, it's, How else will we pay for all his professional wrestling belts? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it's not It's not going to be Gordon Hayward. Nope. Can't be Della Vadova. Nope. I don't think it's going to be. You know JJ who might Reddick. do it? J.J. Reddick. Yeah, J.J. Oh, Reddick, Reddick is the right Dave, I could see David Lee doing it. Mm-hmm. Reddick's I think, the I think perfect Reddick's guy, the guy though. Yeah. Is the he's like, yeah, that's he's his... a dookie, mm-hmm. which makes him even more of like a gross. But he like, lives just... in he lives in Austin. No, I, I know, I know. He's, he's the yeah. guy. He's the guy who would do it. But the perception of him is different yeah, from yeah. the reality. God, you imagine Coach K's face while that's happening. <laughs> like, oh. this is not how we do it. This is not the Duke this way. This is not how we do it. <laughs> that's my Coach K impression. Thank you. Anything else before we move on? Uh, well, I was just gonna say. I mean, luckily. You know, we're a week in the future. By the time this podcast comes out, all those issues are going to be solved. Right? Oh yeah, well yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no more. There won't be any more p- police brutality it's at all. Very, it's like, a very we'll quick figure fix. it out. Yeah, yeah, it's a quick fix in the week. Yeah, <laughs> we'll uh-huh. figure it out. Look, I mean, the Seahawks once they link arms as a team for the fourth time, that'll be enough <laughs> to tell people that hey. All lives matter, and that's really the message that we want to send on this podcast. If too. only their offensive line could link arms to protect <laughs> Russell Wilson. Okay, no more football talk, guys. Uh, we got a quick break we got to take here to talk about our sponsor this week. Guys, it's hard to manage all the money that comes in from this highly lucrative podcast, don't you think? I mean, what do we do with all that cash? And while I'm a basketball expert, when I look at a mutual fund, I'm as confused as Byron Scott trying to understand Snapchat. Fortunately, there's a new website designed for people who love basketball and have money to burn. It's called Moz.gov. Founded by Russian center Timofey Mozgov, Moz.gov helps you invest your money wisely. Let the other guys focus on smaller, more versatile companies. Moz.gov will lock you into a long-term investment with a huge, plodding company. Maybe it won't move quickly in response to business trends. Maybe Moz.gov doesn't have the range of other investment firms. But if there is a downturn, you know Moz.gov will rebound. Timofey has played for Dan Gilbert and James Dolan, 
So he knows how to make a predatory loan. And he knows how to spend money on a declining company that was great two years ago. Soon you'll be saying, dang, that's a lot of money. Now, the touchscreen app uh, is a little questionable, but we promise Moz.gov is really working on its hands. It should get much better during the life of your uh, mandatory four-year Moz.gov contract. Just, just ask Jimmy Buss. Look, you might not get rich with Moz.gov, but it will put you on the path to riches. Because once you commit to Moz.gov, you're headed straight to the lottery. Guys, this... The fuck this sponsor. This sponsor is overpaid and uh, undervalued by everyone. This is this is. I don't want their money. I don't want their filthy money. I'll take it. I mean, they got some. They got some good products. I yeah. think. What 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 is what is this going to do for me? Nothing. Nothing. It's it's, gonna... it's 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 just a stopgap until I can afford something better. It's it is. It might tie up some of your financial flexibility for a while. That's true. But uh, if you, I mean, I think pace and spacing your budget is is overrated, right, Joey? You want, you want yeah. a strong anchor. <laughs> yeah. uh, I tried to register Moz.gov to get uh, Morrissey to run for president, but oh. it turned out it was taken. <laughs> yeah, that he's taken by our sponsor. Uh, so, guys, we are finally free of the tyranny of the Eastern Conference, and we are now uh, able to start to talk about some fun teams in the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. Today's division is the Northwest Division. Joey, it's a hot division. Let's People break it. like this division. Let's break it down. Your first team, your worst team in the Northwest Division, was at twenty nine and fifty three. The exciting Timber Pups, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, players lost. Damn, Jan Rudez and <laughs> Greg Smith. Uh, players added Chris Dunn, Cole Aldrich, Jordan Hill, and former Golden State Warrior Brandon Rush. So not a lot going there. Playing well, and they also lost Kevin Garnett. My question: Why does everyone hate Ricky Rubio so much? And what is going to happen to him, you guys? <laughs> I think people don't like him because they've been expecting a, a big leap. In, in offensive productivity. Because Chris Dunn is going to take his job, correct? Yeah, yeah. How old is Rubio now? I mean, he's got to be like 30s. He's like 23 or 24. He's, Rubio's he, 24? Rubio is really young. He looks so old, and I feel like I've been talking about him for years now. I think he's 20. I'm going to say 25. I feel like we've been talking about this guy being the next big thing for Minnesota for a decade. Ricky Rubio is 25 years old. That is so stupid. That we have been having this conversation then <laughs> well, you know, for he, so long. Well, he played in that 2008 uh, Olympic gold medal game when he was 17. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, that's the reason, I guess. And then we heard about him and he didn't come over for a while. Yeah. And There's just been this like chatter in the universe of Ricky Rubio is going to be this, this superstar point guard. Injuries, inability to shoot. Uh, all of these things, but have, he's really good. Sure, but is he the guy that's going to be the guy for this this team at point guard? I and mean, you're already saying it's Kevin, it's Chris Dunn. He's really. I, I think Thibodeau, if he plays under Thibodeau for the full year, I think he could make an all defensive team, or get injured again because he's or, practicing too hard. Yeah, I do think though that you could. It, it's not really impossible to play those guys together. Yeah. Because Chris Dunn can shoot. Right. And 
they're just I think this is a pretty good problem to have because Ricky Rubio signed a big contract, but if you look right now it's really cheap. It's now. a really it's cheap $10 deal. million dollars a year basically. Ten million dollars a year. They're about to get Garnett and Pekovic's salary off the books. Mm-hmm. And so they're gonna have money to spend anyway. I guess I just don't see the urgency in getting rid of him. Yeah. Like, even if he's a little bit disappointing, uh, I don't think there's, the question though, is like, why are people, why are people out on him? And I think it's just because he hasn't made that leap. Yeah. And he feels like he was such a legendary figure with crazy passes. He was, he had sort of like pistol Pete elements to all that though. He still throws crazy passes and runs like a great offense. He just, he can't shoot. Do you think that there is an element of, a lot of people aren't just not watching Timberwolves games and are going based off of what they hear on the internet. Yeah, I mean, it's you can't be that big a star when your team is terrible. Right? Yeah. And they have been terrible his entire time there. But they were also terrible for the five years before he was there, so... Right. Yeah, I think that's I think that's probably the reason. But, uh... So does he get traded, though? What do you think? I mean, I, I wouldn't trade him unless I got something pretty good because... Yeah. I don't know. He's he's certainly, like, isn't he one of the best 25 point guards in the NBA? 100%. Well, is he one well, of the there's best? There's only, like, 30 starters. So right, but yeah, I'm he saying. He better be in the top 25. Otherwise, he's substandard. I mean, yeah, I mean, the question is, is he in the top 10? Is he in the top five? He's not in the top 10 or top five. Right. But, but he's you in think the top 20. I, could, I, I have a hard time seeing someone... Besides maybe the Kings saying we're going to trade for a shoot second or shoot third point guard. He seems like he helps an offense a lot and he can play defense. Like he he basically he's the opposite of Michael Beasley in that he he does, does everything, everything except score. shooting. Yeah. He's the opposite of a Rondo too cuz Rondo is this guy who also has the ability to He's who break people think Rondo is. Right. This is Rondo doesn't play defense unless it's a national. And also, he's game. actually bad at running your offense because all Rondo cares about is getting assists. Right. So yeah, I mean, I think I think he's. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see what happens this year because if the Timberwolves make the playoffs and Ricky Rubio misses a small amount of time, that's going to make him look amazing, and and they're going to be playing some Thursday night games this yeah. year. Right. And they have a lot of depth at that position, it seems like. Yeah. So do they, they have really... Tyus Jones. Yeah. They have I mean you Levine don't want to play there. You don't want to play Levine at point guard though. But he can if he has to. Yeah. Um all right. Second question. Nikola Pekovic is already hurt again. Probably done forever. Mm-hmm. Uh is it possible Peck gets hurt so much because his joints and ligaments are afraid of him? I would be afraid of him if I was his jersey or anything that had to be close to him. So, yes, that is a yes for me. It's amazing to see the pictures of his wedding, his recent wedding, because he's so big and he looks like, uh, you know, somebody in a weird smoke and aces. He looks like a John Wick bad guy. Yeah, totally. totally. I was yeah. gonna say I was gonna say a uh, a foreign jobber of facing Hulk Hogan on Saturday Night's main event in the '80s, but that's a reference that's probably too much for you guys. You're not on the Masked Man podcast I'm today. Not. Right. <laughs> Sorry, uh, guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but so you look at you look at his wedding photos, and it's it's very sweet in a way because Pekovic looks very in love. Mm-hmm. He looks like he has some great. Friends who also might be assassins or prostitutes themselves, <laughs> but 
the feeling of looking at those wedding photos is very ominous what because is- it definitely looks like. A wedding at a movie where, yeah, like John Wick is hiding in the cake with yeah. a machine gun. What if they have the, the wedding in like a shipping container from Wire Season 2? <laughs> uh, and I was trying to find out more about his injury, and he's he's basically going to retire or be bought out because yeah, his yeah. body is just breaking down too much. But it's funny, too. I just think of him as the most terrifying NBA player mm-hmm. on a physical safety level. And every uh, Minnesota Timberwolf who and fan who's writing about it just refers to what a sweet teddy bear he is and how popular. <laughs> and I just look at him I and I, when I, see it. I don't see it. I yeah. do not see it. Doesn't he have a sword going through a skull Skulls, tattooed yeah, on his yeah. body? Yeah. Uh, okay. Does forcing Kevin Garnett to retire excise some weird curse or is it a bad omen to the start of this season? Sean, you take this first because I'm I'm uh, accumulating my thoughts here. It's a weird period for Minnesota, I would say right now because I mean Kevin Garnett came back with a lot of fanfare, and I think he really helped Towns. But it was this him going to Boston in particular was just a parade mm-hmm. of Minnesota guys out the window, uh, out the door. Mm-hmm. You had David Ortiz went to the Red Sox. Uh, Joe Maurer signed a contract extension that immediately became a millstone. <laughs> like, just all these teams. The only team that is really bringing it all the time in Minnesota is the Lynx. Yeah. Uh, with Maya Moore, the most fun WNBA player. Ooh, Tarasi's got some stuff to say about that. I just, I love Maya Moore. <laughs> I, I love save it for the shoot. WNBA Finals <laughs> podcast special. Uh, so it's hard, it's hard to tell because it feels like maybe it's time to just you know, Prince is gone. I know. It's a dark time in Minnesota. It's a hard time for Minnesota. You can't, They lost Garnett and Prince in a, the same year. Yeah. I, I've not heard. Paul Westerberg, be careful. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I Fargo think that, season three is going to suck. Oh, that's that's rough. <laughs> and I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, so many people just gave their lives in Fargo. Yeah. That was tough. Uh, I really think that uh, Dave Perner has been fighting a nagging cold. For uh-huh. a while, that's tough. Yeah, uh, I haven't heard a lot from Jimmy Jam or Terry Lewis recently, so that's kind of <laughs> difficult. Uh, so maybe this is maybe this is it that where when the face of your franchise is Kevin Garnett and he is a great player, but that franchise itself is just misery and unexpected death and playoff failures. Maybe that's not so bad that the face of your franchise. Is, is ushered out. I mean, I uh, 100% agree and add to that. Do we really expect to remember Kevin Garnett as a Timberwolf, even though obviously his most influential seasons in terms of the, like how the fans look at him happened in Minnesota? His greatest triumphs happened in Boston. And I will always think of him as a Celtic. He's a Timberwolf. I just will always think of him as a Celtic because of the Laker connection, I think. But uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if, 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 it's, if keeping him around was something that was really good. I think any time you just drag an old guy onto a team for the sake of um, sort of like this celebratory, nostalgic thrill – you're not doing you're not making roster moves for the right reasons. You're doing something that's really just about selling jerseys. It's not about being a good team. 
I mean, I would disagree with you that I am always going to think of him as a Brooklyn net. <laughs> but uh, otherwise, I think that's that's true. Brooklyn. My strongest Kevin Garnett memory, though, is not him in Boston, though. It is him absolutely dominating the second overtime of the 2003 All-Star game. Uh, denying Michael Jordan a chance to hit a game-winning shot and leave on top, and the second, the last period of that game is just Kevin Garnett yeah. dunking on people and Sean well, Marion locking down Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, <laughs> Michael Jordan, who's been who's trying to hit the game-winning shot, but then ends up having to play the entirety of two extra overtimes <laughs> at age forty-one or something, while Sean Marion just. Keeps blocking just his shouting. <laughs> the Western Conference All Stars are just not having it with Michael Jordan in that whole game. All it's right. really amazing. Let's move on. Uh, how long can this young team survive Tibbs making them play 48 minutes a night? See, that's why they can't trade Rubio yet. Yeah, you need the depth. You need to, if nothing else, you need to be able to harvest his ligaments <laughs> to help the other wolves. <laughs> It's like Game of Th- they're like little dire wolves. They're gonna eat their the dead one or something. It's uh, it, it, I, I love Tibbs. I do. And Joey off the air sort of alluded to the fact that maybe Tibbs forced out Garnett as a power move, uh, or it was actually last week. We talked yeah. about this last week. We're recording these back to back, so everything is sort of congealed together. Um, I this is a team that's gonna get hurt. They're gonna get hurt at some point. Okay. All right. I think I don't think there's any other team in the league that is more prepared to play 48 minutes a game mm-hmm. with its guys. They're though. all young. Yeah, it's not like a Chicago situation. And I think Tibbs actually learned something. He was kind of touring around. He visited a lot of other coaching staffs. He knows that's the big criticism. I think I think the two biggest reasons to expect them to be a lot better this year are uh, Thibodeau coming in because mm-hmm. they had a crappy defense last year and they will have an above average defense because it's some Thibodeau and Zach Levine got way better last year people talk about him making the leap this year and he actually already did it and mm-hmm. it was a team that blew tons of leads in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. so you're looking at what and were they Towns at? is what uh, is Towns already like a top 10 player Absolutely. he's gonna be yeah. He, yeah. do you think he's gonna be the best center in the Western Conference next year yeah 100% you know, so the the flip side of that would be is if he had that this sort of like Anthony Davis esque season where everybody has thrown their expectations onto him, and then some calamity happens, someone gets hurt. But this team has players who are good, unlike the this is Pelicans. a fine this that's is the a fine point. Yes, this is going to be a fun team. Yeah, um, I think they're. I think they were a twenty-nine win team last year that was secretly like a thirty-three or thirty-four win team. Yeah, this and is, honestly, Tibbs for Sam Mitchell is like three or four games alone. This so, is kind of a crazy leap. I, are you going to get over yeah, under? Over under. So Vegas many. has them at forty-one and a That's half. So That's many a big leap. That's a huge leap. I'm gonna go over, baby. I am too. I'm gonna go it's over. So close, but I yeah. think they're. I think they're gonna win like. 42. Yeah. I really do. I think it's a winning season. I, I wouldn't bet, bet on it. Them. I wouldn't bet on this at all. Uh, well, because I think 41 is about right. 41, 42. It's a good number, but I I really think it's going to be over. I do. I would rather bet the over than bet the under. Fuck it. I'm taking the over, too. Yeah. All right. Boom. All right. Guys, the Denver Nuggets. This is a Joey Devine 33 special. and 49. You love this team. Your second favorite team in the league. Uh, players lost. 
They only lost DJ Augustin and Joffrey Laverne, you guys. Ah, the old the, King the, Joffrey. Yeah, he's. But they added <laughs> the purple wedding. They the added. Wedding. They had once again for like the fourth year in a row the best draft because they added Jamal Murray, Juan the good Hernan Gomez, uh, Malik Beasley, and Peter Cornelly, uh, and re-signed Daryl Darrell Arthur and Mike Miller. So my questions about the Nuggets, you guys. Uh, why do I love this team so much? It's my first question. Because there's a lot of like underappreciated Will Barton. Uh, Gallinari doesn't get enough credit for what he can do. Fareed is constantly that guy who's like, he should be a superstar, but he plays in Denver. Moutier is hot stuff. Mm-hmm. And we're going to really enjoy mm-hmm. seeing him. I love those foreign ball. centers. Nurkic, Yusef Nurkic is way scarier than Nikola <laughs> Pekovic because he actually is scary. Mm-hmm. Have you seen his father? No. I, th- I think his father works for Putin or something. Oh, my God. He's the one who hacked the DNC. Oh, that's <laughs> incredible. Him. That's the ultimate hacker. Yeah. <laughs> hacker DNC. All right. Uh, oh, why do you love the team, though? Yeah. Well, it's because you used to be a Warriors fan. This so, is like an old Warriors fan. So it's just team. like a Warriors fan, the team where you're just like, oh, these guys have so much potential. Yeah. They Like, the Warriors... For a team that was mired in just misery for so long, drafted shockingly well. Yeah. And we're really good at getting second rounders and guys in the D League to get right up to that Azabuki, Bazemore level yeah. that does not win you championships. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's what they remind you of. A team that's just like, oh, they got so much length. And then, yeah. and then you look <laughs> at the team on paper and you're like, but there's five shooting guards and four power forwards, <laughs> and then no backup point card. Okay, uh, they have Jameer Nelson. Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. And <laughs> Jamal Murray's going to be a point guard. Oh, say. yeah, yeah. All right, uh, all right. Real question though, they have to trade Fareed, right? Where does yes. Fareed go? They have. I mean, basically, they're looking at a team where they just gave Darrell Arthur a three-year contract. They already have uh, the chicks, Nurkic and Jokic, uh, and then they Hernan Gomez. They just drafted. They drafted Hernan Gomez, and they're better off playing Chandler and Gallinari can play the, the four, four yeah. to get some of those two guards on the floor. So yeah, it's it's just an obvious. He's the obvious guy to move, and also his money isn't that big anymore. So what's the destination? Though? Well, the first place you have to look is Boston because they have the assets, but they don't need a guy that plays power forward. So it's not Boston. Um, who else has draft picks or expiring? Well, I, I wonder like... if they actually trade for a vet. Yeah, because they have so many young players. They're really looking at. I mean, I guess, I guess if if you're them, it's kind of the trade that Boston has not yet made, mm-hmm. where you you're Get really looking stuff. at a two for one or a three for mm-hmm, one kind right. of trade. You know where I'd offer him. I'd offer him and then some package of young guys for Paul Millsap. Oh, that's very interesting. 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 So Fareed playing for Coach Bud. Mm-hmm. Atlanta's also obviously in like this close to sell mode. If D- yeah. Fat Dwight Howard shows up to training camp, <laughs> they're in hardcore sell mode. They're in. They are. I've said it before. They're in the perfect position for the one year tank. Yeah, and they may have passed on it, but. Look, Dwight Howard, just a couple more hospital visits. <laughs> Maybe he's learned some new impressions. Oh, man, I have to tell you, 
should have thrown this out in the fake news, but one thing that the only thing that would make me just as happy as Dwight Howard putting on thirty five pounds of non muscle is Dwight Howard picking up ventriloquism. <laughs> if he was if he constantly had a little Dwight puppet that was like his little penny and he's really bad at it. He's like, look, I want to drink a Diet Pepsi while little Dwight sings a song. And then he just makes a fart noise. Maybe that's it. It would be a farting puppet. <laughs> sure. Yeah. All right. My last question. Is there a better collection of names in the NBA? Let me read you some of these names. Yeah. We have Will Barton, Wilson Chandler, Danilo Gallinari. <laughs> Nikola Jokic, yeah, yeah. Emmanuel Moutier. Wait, wait, wait. No. you got to get to the best one. Axel Tupane. Oh, I was getting there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't wait anymore. Uh, even their, even their, even their rookies are Malik Beasley, Jamal Murray, and Peter Cornelly. Do they have Jakar Sampson? Yeah. <laughs> like, That's great. Any That's a other team, any other team would it would have been bu- a bummer to lose the name Joffrey Laverne, but yeah. this team could afford it. Yeah, they, they really had. They plugged him in. They got some <laughs> fresh blood in there. By the way, if you if you <laughs> Axel name your pen, <laughs> Axel <laughs> Tupin is amazing. I'm, I was literally like freaking out waiting for you to say it. I needed it so bad. That could totally be. I think that was a DJ at the Life Is Beautiful Festival this weekend. <laughs> I just can imagine a pasty white guy in a black T-shirt on a billboard on yeah. Sunset Boulevard. Hakasan features <laughs> Axel Tupin. If you're if you're like a college coach at a mid-major and you get a DVD that's labeled Malik. Beasley highlights. Do you just send the scholarship off <laughs> yeah, right away? Seriously, <laughs> you know, you know what Malik Beasley is without watching the video. It's like, oh, this is going to be a hyper athlete who uh-huh. can sort of shoot threes. Right. <laughs> I feel like we're vaguely close to racist racist territory here, <laughs> no, but you yeah. guys are treading the line really but, well. But we're giving him a scholarship, which yes. is the good thing. All right, the over under thirty four and a half. What do you guys think? I'm going to go over, especially if they trade Fareed for somebody. I think it's an easy over. This yeah. seems like free money to me. They, they're they definitely better. They kind of tanked at the end of the year, honestly, to get a, a better pick. Sean made money on the Nuggets over last year. Last year, and I <laughs> will be betting them again. I know you like Jamal Murray. I like Jamal Murray. I like all those rookies. I like yeah. Malik Beasley. I like the good Hernan Gomez. Mm-hmm. Like, they just they just didn't get worse at all. And, and Wilson gotta, Chandler is now healthy. Yeah, they just they added a lot, and you know it's they have a good coach. I think I think if they had a crappy coach, you'd end up with some issues with playing time and stuff. Yeah, but Mike Malone is real. I mean, good. It's a good collection of guys that are young enough that you don't really have to play them, and they won't get bruised egos. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's it's you kind of want someone to spell Wilson Chandler and Gallinari's minutes from time to Tour. time. I think the only question mark here is there are only so many teams that can make the leap mm-hmm. like this and someone's gonna get left out in the cold. Oh yeah. I mean I think they're I think they're gonna be about a thirty eight win team. But I think they were probably almost that good last year too. Yeah, yeah. I mean I, the thirty four point five seems very low. Yeah. All right. The Utah Jazz forty and forty two uh, players lost: Trevor Booker, Trey Burke, Tibor Pleiss, and Torian Prince. But the players they added: Joe Johnson, seven-time All-Star, oh. Boris Diaw, and George Hill. 
that All that right. George <laughs> that George Hill edition is just great. It's so it's exactly what R&B, the team needed. That's an R and B group name, the George Hill edition. The George <laughs> has not been created yet. So here's a question for you guys, though. Uh, I have a lot of p- people are saying this team is as good is good enough to be the second seed in the West. Is this team overhyped? Yeah, I to mean, be the second seed. Yes, yeah. I Minnesota is better than this team. I don't agree with don't that. Don't you think that they're better coached? They have a better coach. Uh, they I have think, a better coach. I think, yeah, they have a better coach, but but they won eleven fewer games than Utah last year. I think there's just so much upside potential with the particular guys that they have. I think Wiggins you're forgetting that this team went forty and forty two, and uh, Gobert missed like thirty games. How much of this could end up being a Phoenix Suns three years ago where they're like that team that's supposed to hit it and then somehow it just doesn't happen? Well, the difference to me between this team and that team is this team added pieces that make sense and also added veterans. Anytime to me, just anytime you add veterans to a young team, it's a good thing. That's what I worry about with Minnesota is like the only adult on that team is Tayshaun Prince. Right. And they added three adults, one being a starter to this team. And this team had no point guard last year. Shelvin Mack was their starting point guard. To answer your question, I will say if the expectation is that this is a team that can challenge for the second seed in the Western Conference, Mm -hmm. they're they're overhyped. That's that's all I will say about that. But could they win this division? I think they're going to win this division. Um, They could maybe win this division. Yeah, this is this is a division of a lot of. Yeah, these are pretty. It's a pretty good team. I think this is your like, division winner. You've got a. You've. This is going to be a legit top eight defense, probably. Mm-hmm. Gobert's very good. George Hill can play D. They all can play D. Yeah, and they have a pretty deep team. It's so the question is: it if you watched them last year, they were not that fun to watch. No, because their offense was really tedious. Because they didn't have a point guard. Yeah, and it was just hard for their guys to... Gordon Hayward's a really good player, but he's not really an amazing uh, shot creator. Yeah, right. And some of their guys just don't shoot that well, but they, it seems like they just solved a lot of that. Guys, like, yeah. like George Hill. Joe Johnson is going to be on this team. That's my question. How many, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Second question. Is this the end for seven-time All-Star Joe Johnson? <laughs> I think he can get them five wins just by going off and heat-checking and just having a crazy monster game on a weird off night for everybody else. He's He is still good at getting a shot off in an ISO. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. he's... I don't, I don't know any reason to think that's ever going to stop. Like, I kind of think Joe Johnson, five years from now, if he was willing to just join a team in March mm-hmm. that had a catastrophic injury, come off the bench, go to work in the post, he'd still be good for like eight points in a playoff game. This is totally silly, uh, considering that they got Diao and George Hill. I'm most excited about this team adding Joe Johnson because this is not a team of like alpha dogs. There are no alpha dogs on this team, and that goes back to your point about Gordon Hayward is not really a guy who can create his own shot. He's not a guy who's going to command a game. And if you just need someone to get you buckets, Joe Johnson is a guy to do that. Okay, third question. Right? Unless you – did you want to say something about that, Sean? Nah, just that Gordon Hayward's an alpha dog by the state of Utah standards. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Third question. Dante Exum? 
That, that's a great question. I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, he's um, like an Australian teenager who might be a point like guard. like three seasons already. I mean, he's, he, missed, he missed his whole second year with a torn ACL. Uh, he's big. He's a good athlete. I have no concept Me of whether he's good at basketball I don't or not. Need, do they need him? That's no. the question. I mean, long term, but no, this year, the no, not really. Think no. It matters. All right, yeah. and finally... Is Boris Diaw going to be extra tired from having to drive to Colorado every day to buy wine? <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like Pop like gave him a big crate or something. Yeah. Like, just to tide you over for the first few months of the season before you come back, and then I'll, I'll give you a, a refresh. I'm going to say uh, that I feel weirdly confident about Joe Johnson, who was once traded for Boris Diaw. Mm-hmm. I do not have faith in Boris Dia. Yeah. I think he might be done. Without the uh, sort of constricting element of Greg Popovich, I feel like he's going to gain weight again. Especially when there's nothing else to do in Utah except eat. But I also don't necessarily think they need him. He's like bonus anyway. They have favors. They have Gobert. They have Trey Lyles. Like, those guys are good. Withy can... Guard the rim but for wouldn't it be tight? four minutes again. Wouldn't it be tight if they had a veteran guy like that off the bench that can pass, that can shoot? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know they have a they have a smart coach who's really good at defense. I don't know how creative their offense is, but you know they just have they have pieces. This yeah. is this is what you should do if your team misses the playoffs on the last day of the season. Yeah. All right, over under. It's a high number, you guys. I know. This Forty-seven is, and a half. This is a oh, this is one that boy. I would absolutely stay away from. Yeah, that's if I, was, if I was a gambling man, I would not touch this with a ten foot pole. It's so hard to gauge some of the other teams that are vacillating wildly in this division mm-hmm. because you know, uh how how much better are the Timberwolves gonna be? How much yeah. better are the Nuggets gonna be? I guess I would go I, I have faith in this team, but I don't have 48 win faith in this team. I'd say about 46 would be my guess. I'm also going under. I'm going to go 46, too. I think it's dead on, and I think they're going to win the division at 48 games, but I don't feel that good enough to actually put money on yeah, that Yeah, I would bet. never bet this no, one. This is no. ugly. Because how good are these teams going to be, but how bad are the other teams in the other divisions going to be that have had catastrophic changes? I'm looking mm-hmm. at you, Oklahoma City. I'm looking at you, Houston. The Oklahoma Cities in this division, we're going to get to them. They're, wait. You know, they're part of the are Northwest, yeah. obviously. Oh, they are. Guys, I, divisions are stupid. <laughs> I hate that we're still doing this. All right. They're in the North. This one is actually not I geographic. Got, I, it's just named after Kanye's son. I forgot that they used to be <laughs> Seattle, guys. That's that's why they should be in this division. All right, All right guys. Portland Trailblazers, 44-38. and 38. Players lost include Gerald Henderson, Brian Roberts, and Cliff Alexander, you know, from Cheers. Uh, the players added are uh, Festus Azili and Evan Turner and LeBron favorite Shabazz Napier. Wow. Wow. Um, I don't like that three that list of three names to add to your team personally, but no. question. How many of these contracts are the Blazers going to regret? I think Alan Crabb, while a useful piece, is making a lot of money. He's making a lot of money. They also, he, they also signed Myers Leonard to a big deal. 
They signed Mo Harkless to a big deal. They signed Evan Turner to a big deal. They Evan signed Turner. Alan Crabb to a big deal. Evan Turner. Oh, I don't know. This is a this is a peculiar moment for the Portland Trailblazers. It's odd because it's not even that I dislike those guys in particular that much, but it just felt like they had one opportunity where they're going to have a lot of cap space. They've got these guys they've got to extend, but they all have low cap holds. So, you know, if you just wait, every time you you wait, you just have the smaller Alan Crab hold. You have the smaller Mo Harkless. You have the smaller Myers Leonard. And they took that surplus and turned it into Evan Turner and Festus Azili. Mm-hmm. And I really like Festus, but he's never going to be healthy. He's just never going to be healthy. He's missed an entire year with a knee injury, missed half of another year. He's gotten hurt since signing with the Blazers. Mm-hmm. And and Evan Turner can, you know, I've seen him get a triple-double in person, one of the more depressing NBA experiences <laughs> of my life. And he just seems redundant with the team. Are they missing playmakers? I didn't think so. No. Corollary to the, your first this question, let me ask you, who starts at center? Is it Ed Davis? Is it Plumley or Plumley? Probably Plumley, right? Yeah. I like Ed Davis. By the way, he used to play here. Yeah, and I enjoy that guy. I think he should be starting. Uh, Plumley moves the ball, though. That's a good point. Um, Plumley's like athletic. Plumley, I like, I like the Plumleys. I like them both. They're I, good. Yeah, Azili, I don't get. I don't get. All it right. All. Uh, so that didn't answer. So all of them is that what we? Yeah, this is a bad. This is a bad off. Bad, bad off season. It's not for so the much an, Yeah, it's not so much an individual contract. I think they're going to regret the missed opportunity. Yeah. No, I mean, there's something to be said for bringing back a pretty young team and keeping everybody together. But you just kind of think that maybe they've put a ceiling on this team a little mm-hmm. bit. But maybe they just think they can trade these guys i, I have this sneaking suspicion that they after they let um lamarcus aldridge walk that they were planning to tank and then they ended up being kind of good oh i completely agree and with now that. they're like yeah. fuck what are we gonna do with this team we have no idea let's just sign a bunch of crap and i wonder if they just think next off season um you know you can trade alan crab to right. the nets if they want him so mm-hmm. bad I mean, not the Nets, a team with something to trade back. But <laughs> either players, money, or draft picks. Uh, yeah. Okay, but yeah, they're they're positioned to, I guess, make a move for a superstar. Who knows? So my next question is: What's the best possible Portland Trailblazers themed food truck? Obviously, Allen's Crab Shack. Mm-hmm. That's an obvious one. It's maybe like a little too. I don't know. Uh, Festus Eat Zeely. I was going to say be... Breakfast is Zeely. Oh, Breakfast oh, is Zeely. That's very good. Yeah. And all of the all of the names of the breakfast sandwiches are like big man themed. <laughs> yeah. The 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 hack a snack. The drop the drop <laughs> the drop step. God, I feel like there's a Mo Harkless one, but I can't. Mo's porkless. <laughs> yeah, it's vegan, vegan sausages. It's vegan yeah, sausages, a lot of these yeah. should probably be really vegan. Uh yeah. And then I kind of think that there's probably like an all Faruka menu, and that's like a food <laughs> app that shows you the other Blazers trucks. So yeah, you download the all Faruka menu app. Maybe there'll be a sponsor of the podcast someday. Who knows? Yeah. 
I think Pat Connaughton works at all of them. Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Ray rides a bike around them. He hustles. He has plenty of time. I love Pat Connaughton. Cool. <laughs> he dunks super hard on people in college. All right. Uh, and finally, uh, guys, have we already seen the ceiling of a Lillard McCollum backcourt? Is this it? Can they get better? Well, uh, wasn't wasn't CJ McCollum one of the NBA's most improved players last year? Yes. Was he the most improved yes. player? So, I mean, I don't know how much improvement is he going to have left in him. That's what I mean. So, <laughs> also, have they built a perennial forty-four win team? Yeah, yeah. If the, as constructed here, this is not a team that is going to let them get better. The only way for two guys at that age playing as the years that they've played and done the things that they've done in order for them to take another leap, they have to have better players around them than this. So these guys are 25 and 26 years old in this backcourt. I really have a lot of faith in Damian Lillard actually, mm -hmm, because you hear a lot about people's intangibles and stuff. And that's the only guy where NBA reporters consistently say, no, this guy is a legit leader like he knows he knows everybody on the team uh he's like always sending inspirational text yeah. messages uh does not seem particularly selfish even though he takes a lot of shots like it he doesn't seem like he's but it doesn't seem like he's a ball hog necessarily and no number of inspirational text messages is going to make noah vonley a better player that but yeah but noah vonley i feel like they just got in a it salary like a lottery dump. ticket Sure, but I'm just saying that there's not anybody here that is going to be the third wheel in that yeah, triumvirate yeah, that yeah. They, you need. It's not just about the two guys in the backcourt. It's like you need a third option. Yeah, they still feel like they're as much as – it's weird because they brought everybody on the team back, which seems like a unity thing. And looking at the roster, you, I'm now thinking, oh, there is there are a couple of trades just waiting to happen mm -hmm, now. Right. And I don't know. It's it might involve Al Farouk Aminu, honestly. Chris he's Kamen's got, expiring contract. He's got a deal. They signed Evan Turner. That seems like mm -hmm. the guy who might go. I don't know. All right, guys. Forty six and a half over under. I'm gonna go under, baby. I'm also going under. How many did they win last year? Forty five? Forty five. They're not better. They don't seem better to me either. Yeah, I think they won forty four. Sorry, somebody's got to take a drop if Utah and Minnesota are going to rise up. This feels like a forty two win is team the drop. to me. I'm saying I'll pick just as I I'll I'll pick slight under. I do think they win forty five games, but uh, yeah, that's a weird. It's a weird. Uh, that's an odd range in the Western Conference because normally a forty five win team barely misses the playoffs mm -hmm. and last year you know the six seed won 42 games yeah. it so, was an off season for the western conference for yeah. sure all right and your division winners last year the oklahoma city thunder news to me they played in the northwest, <laughs> northwest <laughs> division you um, would think that they're very very close to texas uh, but if memphis is in the west well, and New I Orleans just, is in the West. This is just left over from them being Seattle. It's actually just for Nick Collison. Once he retires, <laughs> they can play in any division. Any division. Yeah. Uh, last year they went fifty-five and twenty-seven. Mm. Uh, the players lost 
Kevin Durant. Oh, really? Randy Ooh. Foy. Okay. Dion Waiters and Serge Ibaka. Players added Damatis Sabonis, Ronnie Price. Okay. That's the free agent they signed. <laughs> Victor Oladipo, Ursan Ilyasova, Alex Abrinas, that weird Spanish guy. Right. And Joffrey Laverne. Joffrey. Joffrey Laverne. We finally found out where Joffrey Laverne is. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's, let's, I just want to say how much I love Sabonis. I fuck with that guy. But anyway, fair let's enough. Get to those questions. Uh, he's still a rookie this year. Rookies aren't normally good. Uh, All right, we'll see. Uh, first question: Is Kevin Durant leaving Oklahoma City a karmic punishment for stealing the Sonics and the Warriors mascot, and also fracking? <laughs> my answers are yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> Uh, uh, that is my favorite thing about the the Durant outrage from Oklahoma City is people talking about having loyalty to a city. And having that have something to do with the former Seattle Supersonics. (laughs) Or the price-gouging owners that Mm -hmm. uh, also... Oh, you mean that guy who uh, drove his car into a wall on purpose? One of the owners who was fixing energy prices. So they're not loyal to their own area of Oklahoma City. They're planted, apparently. Not the planet. No, the fracking. But they're literally stealing money from the people of Oklahoma City in their power bills. And using it to acquire Ronnie Price, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I, you got to throw on the fact that they, with all that money, they're cheap. Yeah. To, to mm-hmm. Ronnie Price is their free agent signing after you give up on one of the Serge top Ibaka, three players. Kevin Durant. Yeah. You know, those those ordinary guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I, think, I, I think people aren't talking enough about them losing Serge Ibaka, too. I was, it's all very Durant focused and like, oh well Oladipo can make up for that. But I don't think so. There's That's... no there's there's really no equivalent to Serge Ibaka in the NBA. His def- his defensive potential is something they're going to miss significantly. Mm-hmm. So uh second question Is Victor Oladipo good at <laughs> basketball? No. I don't <laughs> think so. This is a huge mistake. I keep thinking he must be. And I really, ha- I really believed in him. He when is good he was at singing. Younger. Sure, he has, uh, has will, a beautiful voice. That will come in handy <laughs> later on. Um, and he's young, you know. Yes, you've got a. I don't know. I've just never seen him play well. What's not that? that I watched a lot of Orlando Magic sure. games, but he looks like he looks like the classic. He's a little Jeff Greeny in that you watch him play, and you're like, "Oh, right, this is what a basketball player looks like." This is mm-hmm. this is the eye test, but as Billy Bean said in Moneyball, we're not selling jeans here, and we're also <laughs> not. We are apparently selling the sleeved jersey. He will look great in one of those sleeved. Yeah, this guy's jacked, but uh, he seems like not a great companion to Russell Westbrook too. No, he seems redundant to Russell Westbrook. You, you know what? This is this is uh, what happens when all of your plans go up in smoke. I guarantee you, this was just a like. Well, we're gonna try to. Sh- you know, add another sort of wing player, perimeter player to complement KD and Russ. He'll be the third option instead of Ibaka. He doesn't have to shoulder the load. And then Durant leaves. And now their plan looks fucking stupid because they don't have one of the top three best players in the league anymore. I think when they made that trade, I think Sam Presti 
definitely thought it was about 50-50 that Kevin Durant would leave because I don't think that trade makes sense after the year they had with Ibaka. Mm -hmm. It seemed to me like an insurance policy against KD. I think I think Presti at least thought he was going. Yeah. I don't know about the ownership and everybody else, but that just, just once a... I saw that on draft day, I thought, oh, looks like the Warriors actually have a chance at this guy now. It just doesn't – he doesn't make sense. You guys are both exactly right. He does not make sense on this team with Russell Westbrook. And, you know, it, it's – it still was probably a good trade for them because they got a lottery pick and a three-year-old lottery pick and mm -hmm. a guy they can get. But if you look at the – and I think it's probably good for them going forward. But if you're looking at just replacing last year's production, there's nothing to replace Kevin Durant. Let alone Serge Ibaka. But given how Dion Waiters played last year, again, I just think he's kind of underrated. He must be a total dick. But <laughs> – but Victor Oladipo would would have to improve to match what Dion Waiters was giving them yeah. in the playoffs. And that seems like, again, I would definitely rather have Victor Oladipo going forward, I think. Mm -hmm. But just replacing the one year, it just seems like they're taking a really big hit. Yeah, this team, this team sucks. All right, next question. How many points a game is Westbrook going to average? Oh, 37. 37, 37 points a game. He's the he's their best option by a long, long stretch. So what was like the most Kobe average that one year? Like 35 and a half? I should know off the top of my head. Isn't it on a poster or something? I'm sure you have in it's your a house? poster from <laughs> PrincetonReplay.com. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he is going to be uh, in the 32-point range. I was going to say 33. I mean, he's going to shoot a lot, and he's a great, great player. So, is he going to get injured? Yes, I yeah, feel like he's going to get injured too. <laughs> he's probably going to get injured a little bit. He there's got injured so a little bit without Durant that last time. There's so much burden that he's going to have to shoulder. It's really sad. I don't know why he didn't just cut his losses, but it's it's pride. He, he took has, free money. Uh, all, so Kobe averaged thirty-five point four. In that oh, 2005, I was pretty close with my Kobe. Yeah. Oh, Russ is getting 37, oh, maybe. To be honest, 37. Really, I'm probably way wrong, but I just believe that he's going to have a very good season, regardless of whatever nonsense I'm saying. All right, so the over under guys, 45 and a half. What do you think? Under, baby. Under, under. I'm also taking the under. I want to say this is a lock to be under, unless it, they make a huge move. The over is 45 and a half. Yeah, <sighs> they could move those lottery picks that they got. Maybe and yeah. get some get a veteran. Yeah, I'm gonna vote. I'm gonna vote my no confidence with these guys. Forty three wins. I think it might be less. It could be less. I think it's we're looking at like forty to thirty eight. I mean, there's just there's this just, is a pile of junk. <laughs> I don't. I don't think Andre Roberson is going to be a particularly effective no. player. He looks. Stephen Adams is good. Yeah, Stephen Adams is good. Ennis Cantor can't play defense. But uh, then there's the Anthony Moros, Cameron Payne's, Andre Roberson's, and Kyle Singler's of the world who are not going to do anything. What is Oklahoma City good at? Letting Russell Westbrook shoot the basketball whenever he wants. Yeah, because uh, I don't rebounding. think the defense is still going to be good. They'll still be good at rebounding. And actually, I wouldn't be surprised if Ennis Cantor put up big numbers this year. Yeah. I can see that. Mm -hmm. But they aren't going to have to. Yeah. He's a, he's a very talented offensive player. He just can't play defense a lick. 
Um, this is the 2006 Los Angeles Lakers. 2007 Lakers. This is not Steven a good Adams is better Victor than Oladipo on that in the Victor Oladipo in the Kwame Brown role. Yes. And Smush Parker is Anthony Roberson. But isn't Steven Adams better than anyone on that team? Let's say 2007, because at least by then they had Odom, who okay. was Kobe's number two until Gasol yeah. showed up. Okay. This is they not had even, o- They had Odom in 06, yeah, too. Yeah. I thought they got him in 07. Yeah, they got him in the show. 06, 07? This is neither here nor there. Let's move on. Yeah, sorry. But right. um, this is not a good team. Regardless of how they compare to the Lakers, this is not a good team. And that's it? That's it with our uh, the Northwest Division? We blew guys. through it. Oh, thank God. Next week when we're back, we will be doing the Pacific Division. This is going to get contentious. Now, do we need to match the Warriors up with somebody? We have no choice. This is what we do every week. Mm-hmm. We have to do it every week. Okay. So I think that we're looking at them going against some of the great teams that we've seen before. What if the Warriors face up against the A-team? Oh, my God. B.A. Baracus. You got Hannibal. And this is is in... (laughs) Can they fill out a starting five? They're not filling out a starting five. This is in a covert mission. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Are they saving a town? They're saving a basketball arena. Okay. So it's it's basketball related, but they're going to have to do A-team type stuff. So, uh, okay. I'm going to say... Draymond is as crazy as Murdoch. So Definitely. that's a wash. Okay. Yeah. Um, Steph and Face Man are probably one on I one. I think Clay's the face. Really? Yeah. Uh you know Isn't the face supposed to be handsome? Yeah, Am Steph's not handsome, but I think it's more of like his his disinterest in getting involved in oh, the physical. Oh, yeah, okay, that's fair. Sure, that's fair. sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh I think Iguodala's Hannibal. Yeah, because he's sort of like the <laughs> uh, he's got a leadership element yeah. to him, but he's also got a quiet confidence like Hannibal did. Yeah, I don't see him smoking cigars, but that's neither here nor there. So does that make Draymond? I mean, not uh, Durant, B. A. Baracus? No, B. A. Baracus is uh, Zaza, right? <laughs> yeah, it would have been Bogut last season. It's Zaza Pachulia. I'm taking the A team. Or David West. It could be David oh, West. Oh, right, right. Yeah, David West <laughs> David is B.A. Baracus. Now, our, here's the question. I don't think any of the Warriors are afraid to fly. That's That true. is a Good big point. advantage that none of them have to be knocked out or coerced mm-hmm. into a flying vehicle. Are they yeah, going to do a lot true. of flying? No. I mean, they're the ones defending the court from the A team, correct? The A team is the one that is going to have to descend onto the basketball arena oh is that i i didn't think it through that much but i also didn't think it through okay so then let's clarify what the scenario is so that we don't get this wrong and get a bunch of nasty emails i guess i thought they would both be competing to save a basketball i think the rest of the nba has written the a team a letter about the tyranny of the Golden State Warriors controlling this <laughs> oh. court. Oh, yeah! Please, so they've got to defend save Oracle. Our league. Yeah, save yeah. our league. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so does that maybe like Aisha Curry and Hannibal have a little mild flirtation, but not really? And uh, no, know, it's they get... Sonia, not Aisha. All right, fine. Yeah. <laughs> so probably, yeah, they're, yeah, they're closer in age. At least. Yeah. <laughs> that helps. I'm taking the Warriors, actually. I, don't, I take I that back. 
I just think that as good as the A team is, I think the Warriors have more firepower they and ability to shoot from long range. Numbers, yeah. The A team. The A team never hit anyone with their guns. Neither did the anybody fighting in the A team. So what we're looking at is probably a stalemate. Right. No, but the Warriors are sharpshooters. One thing we know is they can shoot from distance. This would violate the tenets of the A-team television Now, program. look, can I, can I tell you my theory? And I will say this with a disclaimer as having never seen an episode of the A-team despite uh, suggesting this topic. I'm sorry. I even saw the movie. I, I saw the movie in the theater. So the did I, dude. The out. first it weekend. Tight. It was so shitty. Good is that a McGee like movie? What? Is that a McGee film? No, dude, it's uh, the... Joe Carnahan. Carnahan. Joe Carnahan, yeah. Oh, all right. My only problem with that movie, besides not being four hours long, was that they didn't use a theme nearly enough. That movie's tight. One of sure, the I would love to see that. That movie's fun. Movie. Yeah. yeah. What a great cast. Uh, I think what would happen is you would get into a stalemate, as you were saying, no one's landing their bullets and stuff. And eventually what happens is Hannibal is taken out to the Hamptons by Andre Iguodala, Steph Curry, oh, and, and Draymond Green. He just joins <laughs> the Warriors. They start yeah. texting about church. <laughs> and then B.A. Baracus is just forced to, to join Victor Oladipo on a covert <laughs> rescue squad. And yeah, this Murdoch, the- Murdoch makes a really angry commercial. But uh, ultimately, you know, it's I don't know if that's a win but I think the Warriors just co-opt the A-team. It's a psychological I victory. Right. I yeah. think that's correct. Yeah, the Warriors have a way of uh, manipulating situations to their favor. They have strength in numbers. Also, in the Joe Lacob is connected to the tech industry, and there's got to be some way to hack into the A-team's van. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're done. The A-team's done. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Another W for the Warriors. <laughs> Uh, though, so that's it, guys. That's it. I, I'm going to be gone next week. Uh, well, when you're listening to this, I will have returned already. Uh, I don't know what the temporal s- situation is going to be for when this airs. All we know is that Joel Embiid will be injured. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is my uh, Don Julio shot of the week. <laughs> uh, yeah, guys, this was fun. You know, we are basically there. We're basically to the season. It's uh, crazy. Yeah. I can't believe it. Can't believe we're so I, close. Just a few months ago, I was sitting in Oracle Arena watching the Warriors I know. blow a three-one lead to the Cleveland Cavaliers. I know. Please don't are. bring that up. Sorry, it, it did happen. Uh, anything to promote, Sean? Uh, you can see my stand-up every Monday night at the Business at Little Joy in Echo Park at nine o'clock. Joey. Uh, yeah, there should be another video. Another uh, episode two of It's Pablo should be out on Mas Mejor. It's a very funny video series I did with uh, Chris Garcia. So check that out on YouTube or on Facebook at Mas Mejor. And uh, I'm at Dave underscore Schilling on Twitter. Um, again, shout out to Princeton Replay. Please send Sean and Joey some free swag. They yeah. will really Thanks, appreciate God. that. <laughs> We're just going to beg for free stuff. We want stuff. free stuff. That is really what this podcast is Look, all about. if you have some free stuff, uh, hit us up on Twitter, on the streets, mm-hmm. uh, Facebook. I'm at Joey <laughs> Just throw it at my Venmo, car if you see me driving whatever. the street. Uh, we will be back next week doing the Pacific Division. And then we'll start getting guests and yeah. covering this fucking season. We'll, we'll bring all the funny, hilarious guests you can handle. Um, at Round Rock Pod, if you have suggestions for who the Warriors should play, uh, or any ideas or hate mail or what have you. Trust the process! Trust the process! Trust the process. <laughs>
Maserati Nation. Find it, baby. You used to a sweetie. Come on now, let's go. Come on, I got it. Overseas in my lawn, watching the sunset. Yeah, you used to the find it, Diamond baguettes and European whips. Yeah, you used to the find it, Again, Chris, hundred dollar bills in a stack of ten. She got everything she owned from a simp stash. Come get a glimpse of this incredible pimp flash. The seats were suede, the luggage was Louis. Her handbag was Prada, but the shoes was Gucci. New Jack City, we can make us a move and put that dope stick on. You got your feeling like poop, yeah. The niggas is workers, you looking at a boss. We'll never be the same, cause we come from a different clothes. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.